there's a lot of technology it's it's uh it's kind of merging and growing and a lot of creativity in in the technology and, and in the lighting industry you see a really good lighting designer go and do interesting subtle stuff and, and just uh broad washes of color that highlight it's wonderful i really enjoy it it's fun interacting with people and finding out what makes them tick and finding out what they want or what they need is really a part of my job that I, that I really enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Theatre Art Life podcast, sponsored by Harlequin Floors, the world leader in floors, stage systems and studio equipment for the performing arts. Our podcast puts the spotlight on those who create live entertainment around the world, the culture creators, the backstage masters. My name is Anna Robb. And my name is Anna Aguilera. In the lead up to LDI in Las Vegas this November, Theatre Art Life is catching up with some of the companies who are exhibiting at the conference. Today on the show, we have Fort Sellers, who is the Senior Product Development Manager for Chauvet Professional. Chauvet provides lighting equipment across multiple entertainment sectors, including concerts, stage and event productions, touring theaters, hospitality venues, cruise ships, clubs, houses of worship, television, and architectment. Ford oversees product engineering, technical writing teams, and works with the product development team to bring new products to market. He also works with the marketing department, ensuring that all marketing materials are on point and works directly with manufacturing partners to solve technical issues and negotiate prices. His specialities include moving light programming and control, video integration, theatrical lighting design, purchasing, technical support, education, contract negotiation, and marketing. Ford, welcome to the show. Well, hi there. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. So you've been with Chauvet for uh, uh, like 11 years, I think, right? Yeah, it's been a pretty long time, but uh, it, it seems to have flown by. And how did you end up working for Chauvet? What, what got you into the industry and, and what kept you engaged with, with them, particularly for this length of tenure? Initially, I was, or I guess in uh, my last position before Chauvet, I was the master electrician uh, for Cornell University's School of Theatre, Film and Dance. And I had been there for about uh, eight or nine years. And I could see that uh, the department was going to change. It was going to go from being a a very production-focused department to a department that was going to move more towards theatre studies. And so I didn't think that was really going to utilize my skills as well. So I reached out to my friends in the industry and said, hey, does does anybody know of anything interesting? And uh, one friend of mine said, hey, you know, there's this company and uh, you might have heard of them. They're called Chauvet. And I actually had some of their very, very early LED lights in our light lab. I used them for teaching color mixing. And so I said, yeah, yeah, I heard of them. And he said, yeah, well, they're looking for a senior product manager. And that just seemed out of left field to me. I was like, I, I, I don't even know what a senior product manager is. <laughs> what are you talking about? And so he said, I really think you should talk to him. So I, I spoke to a few of my other industry friends and they were like, well, you know, they have some, they have some pretty good stuff. They have a lot of DJ stuff and they have some pretty, some pretty good pro stuff. Their Colorado stuff's pretty good. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I spoke to the their HR director, and then had a phone interview with the owner of the company and the vice president. And uh, I just really hit it off with them. And I really liked what their vision 
was for the company, which was to take it from being primarily a DJ lighting company who kind of had a couple of pro products into very much moving into professional lighting, lighting for theater, lighting for concerts, lighting for larger venues and things. And they seemed to like my background. I'd uh, been a production electrician in Las Vegas. I'd worked on big production shows as well as in like trade shows and industrials and that kind of kind of background. And so uh, I flew down for an interview. I got to get a look at the company and they got to get a look at me and and I really liked what I saw. So I moved to Florida and uh, here I've been since. Amazing. From the dry desert of Nevada to the humid, humid heat of Florida. Well, yeah, with a stop in upstate New York. You know, <laughs> <a little> bit. <laughs> so you work uh, uh, from the, the beginning when they were interviewing you, they were talking about expanding from the DJ world to more lighting fixtures, but they, were, they already had in mind that they wanted to expand to different sectors and different kind of markets. And you've achieved that. How does that interaction between the markets you had in mind and the product development has worked? Like, how much is that of a conversation? That is very much of the conversation. So one of the things that I found very appealing about Chauvet is that they were on the LED uh, track very, very early. And I felt like they really had a head start over a lot of other, you know, at that time, larger names. And they were doing some things that I thought were really interesting. Uh, they had actually the first LED moving spot, which I think is really neat. It was a little DJ fixture. It wasn't, you know, something that you would use in a theater or uh, at a concert, but they did it uh, and, and when nobody else could. And then they learned from that and they were constantly playing with different types of optics and and kind of pushing the envelope. And I thought that was really interesting. And I thought there was a lot of opportunity there. When we started to push into more professional product, you know, my passion is is and has been very much theater. And the first products that we made were very much geared to much more towards live entertainment and architainment. Uh, we have a, a sister company called Illuminarch that I'm also the, the senior product manager for that does uh, indoor and outdoor color changing lights, but they're, you know, for architectural installation. And then Chauvet, at the time I was over all of Chauvet's products, uh, Pro and DJ. So we got to really experiment in the DJ line. And that gave us the opportunity to learn and then apply those lessons when we were developing Pro product. And it was a really great thing. It was, it was a wonderful synergy. Uh, and I think that we came out with some really, really good and cutting edge stuff and then just use that to build and build and build, so. Do you feel that they're like, obviously I think architectment is a particular stream of stuff, but in terms of things like theatres and hospitality venues and cruise ships and stuff like that, do the wants and needs of the market like differ in terms of what they're trying to get out of Chauvet or is, it, is you know, you're, all your moving lights going out to all of those markets and are they requesting also particular development or advancement in certain areas to you directly? Yes. Uh, so one thing that we do a lot of is try to speak directly to the end users. In a company like Chauvet, it's, it's a large company. So we don't sell directly to a lot of our end users. A lot of our end users will go through a dealer or through a rep 
And so what we try to do is set up opportunities where we can either bring uh, people down to talk to, or we can go out and have events where the product development team can talk to the people who are actually using the gear. And that really gives us insight into what they want and what they need. And it really, really helps us design for the different markets. And the different markets are not homogenous. Not everybody wants the same fixture. One, there are trends, uh, but a cruise ship doesn't use as many Fresnels. A concert even doesn't use as many Fresnels. That's definitely a theatrical fixture. Ellipsoidals are pretty universal. Uh, So when we develop those specifically for the theater market, we develop to the the pickiness to the the really really high standards of theater lighting designers but we knew that if we could hit those standards then the products could be used anywhere and right now what we're noticing is that there are a lot of people in in a variety of industries that are really interested in ip rated so products that can be used indoor or outdoor not necessarily because they want to use them outdoors but because they want to have products that don't allow air inside so there's no dust that gets in and on your optics it it tends to be a lower maintenance fixture and people have started to see these as as benefits that come from the ip uh, gear and ip has traditionally been larger and heavier because you're kind of building an enclosure around something chauvet has focused since uh Uh, our early Colorado fixtures, so for over a decade, has really focused on developing uh, IP-rated gear that is lightweight and really designed to to go anywhere. And so our newest IP fixtures weigh very similar to other manufacturers' indoor fixtures. And they're, you know, they're much lighter, they're, they're much smaller than those products have traditionally been, which is exactly what a lot of people want. It's, a, it's amazing because I, when I was younger, I, I used to work as a technician and all of that lamp changing and light cleaning and maintenance at the back of the theatre, I think that lighting has come so far even just in the time that I've been in the industry. It's, um, it's really interesting. I, I kind of also want to ask because there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are not lighting specialists. And most people know that lighting has moved largely to the LED realm. And that's amazing that Chauvet is, you know, at the forefront of that. But apart from that particular transition and maybe the the indoor and outdoor capability, is there any other sort of key advancements that are happening in the lighting world in terms of technology? Uh, Yes, there there are several. So everything is, is being affected by internet protocols. So in lighting, you'll see this reflected in, in the use of ArtNet or streaming ACN or um, any of our fixtures that actually have ArtNet and streaming ACN also have a web server. So literally, you can put the light on your lighting network. You can log into the fixture's IP address. You get a little web page that shows you all the fixture settings, all of those things. You can change those all from that that page. That ability to send a huge amount of data over a cat5 cable or even wirelessly uh although for me personally i'm still a little on the fence about uh wireless dmx i know a lot of very very successful uh and giant shows that use it 
but it always just gives me the heebie-jeebies, so I always run a cable when I can. But the ability to do all of the network protocols is something that that is really exciting because it allows for a huge amount of data. You know, it used to be that if you had a, a Yareg fixture that was a, a 4x4 or a 5x5, then it would use five dimmers. But if you put that into an LED fixture, then suddenly maybe it's an RGBW LED that's a 5x5 matrix. And so now that's 25 individual light sources uh, that each use four channels plus a dimmer. So they each use five channels. So that's 125 channels. Uh, and then you want to do 16-bit control of those. And so you're you're doubling that. And the number, the, the channel count can get extremely high, extremely fast. And so what the use of these digital protocols has done is it's allowed you to not have to worry about that and not have to worry as much about the limits of uh, of DMX and 512 channels and single universes. You know, you can run uh, almost an unlimited amount of, of data out over one Cat5 cable. Uh, our, our sister company, Campsys, has uh, controllers that, that will do 256 universes of ArtNet you know, straight out of the box. That's that's what it controls. It's really incredible uh, the amount of data that now you can use and how you can use that for for gosh for everything. You know, you're integrating video into things now. Uh, so you're controlling video walls. You're you're uh, you're matching your fixtures to video sources. There's been incredible movement uh and actually i was listening to your podcast earlier actually and listening to uh somebody was talking about uh the unreal engine and using that as a source for setting up video environments and then the addition of not just the video environment but how the light reacts and is used with that is something that especially over this pandemic when uh, live production wasn't able to happen, uh, a lot of people really started looking at this. You know, the technology that's used on The Mandalorian is also now used uh, in smaller studios all over the country. And uh, the integration of video and lighting and making lighting appear as if it's reacting to the video or that something in the video is casting the light is just a really, really exciting direction. There's a lot of technology that's that's uh, that's kind of merging and growing, and a lot of creativity in in the technology and and in the lighting industry. Yes, that episode with Danny, she 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 loves it. She loves working with the with Lux Machina and then Engine and all the video technology, the the game engine. It's pretty cool. And now a moment for our sponsor. The Theatre Art Life podcast is proud to be sponsored by Harlequin. Harlequin is the world leader in floors, stage systems and studio equipment for the performing arts. Established in the UK over 40 years ago, Harlequin is the preferred performance floor for the world's most prestigious dance and performing arts companies, theatres and schools. From the Royal Opera House to the Bolshoi Theatre, the New York City Ballet to the Royal New Zealand Ballet. 
Harlequin's experience and reputation are founded on the development, manufacture and supply of a range of high-quality sprung and vinyl floors specifically designed for dance and the performing arts. Backed by an engineering team and independent research, Harlequin also designs, builds and refurbishes stages working with stage engineers and theatre consultants in leading venues across the world. Harlequin is the global leader in its field with offices in Europe, the Americas and Asia-Pacific. Find out more at harlequinfloors.com, H-A-R-L-E-Q-U-I-N floors.com. So what are you going to be presenting on LDA? Uh, we have a, a number of new fixtures. We will be uh, showing our Force series and moving heads. Uh, we'll be showing a lot of new IP fixtures. It, you know, You can see my kind of excitement about that including some fixtures that are really, really designed for large format or medium format live entertainment, because we really are, are, I think, like everybody in the industry, just on the edge of our seat, waiting for more of it to come back. It has started to come back. It's been great. There's been fits and starts just because of virus variants and and whatnot. But we really see the industry coming back. And uh, there's a lot happening there. So we have a lot of gear that's specific to that. Uh, we'll be doing some training on uh, television lighting and some new uh, lighting gear that we have specifically designed for studios or for camera work. We are presenting a new console from Kamsis. Uh, Kamsis is presenting the MQ250M, which is a kind of a, a medium format flying faders. Uh, it's a really, really exciting controller. And let's see. In Illuminarc, we won't have Illuminarc on the booth, but we'll be doing some some training outside of that. We'll be showing, uh, we, we've completely refreshed uh, all of the products this year. So we have our new Logic series, which is indoor. It's all TCP IP uh, power over Ethernet, which I think is another really, really exciting technology that's coming into lighting. Yeah, it's so it's not just putting, you know, DC current down cat5 cables but it's actually having the lights work via rdm on a computer network you inject power into that system the the lights subscribe to the network they show up you can see them you can control them all individually it's it's really really interesting and really exciting and so we built a whole series of fixtures around that and we're actually sharing that technology with our our other partners in, in the in the chauvet family so i think we're going to see a lot of development along that that line in the in the coming years and uh gosh what else are we showing at the show uh we're showing some new colorado gear uh again ip rated a lot of movement video fixtures yeah i think it's it's a really wide variety of stuff we we have grown in such a way and we have such a wide customer base that we have just been developing and developing and developing and over the the uh, course of the pandemic, we just didn't stop. It it, it kind of got to be uh, exciting in a way because we were developing more and more gear and making all of these really cool things and building them out and getting them ready. And then there wasn't really an opportunity or a reason to, to do much product launch last year. 
and so we just kept going and going and going. So, <laughs> so now you're bringing out all the LDI today. today this time. Exactly. <laughs> so come on down. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I'm interested as a as a as a product development person, though. Given that the technology is moving fast, I mean, how do you do? You ever have that thing like mm, we shouldn't make this product because that might the technology is going to advance and we wait to that point, or that must be a hard decision to make right to just like should we pursue this technology because we know it might be redundant in, in a period of time because something else is coming yes so uh actually i think poe is a really good example of that poe was something that we were looking at and we did like a a a sort of version of it in our old logic system which was not not real poe but the actual poe standard for a while was not didn't allow enough power so you would only be allowed to to run you know 25 watts of power over your system before you had to inject more which is enough for a lighting fixture or maybe two very small lighting fixtures but is not really enough if you're if you're trying to do any sort of system and so we waited and we waited and the poe uh, standard progressed and it went up to 50 watts and and then the poe plus plus standard is there and now the um the chips that we can buy from texas instruments that that will help control all of this can all run up to about 125 watts the standard allows for uh i think it's 100 watts and so that really gives us a lot more flexibility and two years ago, we couldn't do that. We knew it was coming. We were interested. We were investigating it, but we had to wait. And anything that we were trying to develop there was something that had to wait. We do a lot with LED. We've also been looking at other light sources. And some of them are really interesting. But right now, we just don't see that next thing yet. Um Sometimes, on the, on the other hand, you need to launch something so that you can figure out how to make it better. So Chauvet has been making video wall for uh, a pretty long time. We've been in it for, uh, I think, about seven years or so. Um, and our first walls, you know, were what would now be considered uh, fairly large pitch. You know, we had a, a, a 37.5 uh pixel pitch video wall, not something that would really be used very much now. And as the technology has gotten better and we've been using it, we've been able to help push the technology and, you know, working directly with LED manufacturers, working directly with the people that do the protocols that, that video wall works with to kind of guide the technology. So we listen to our customers and then we go and we push these kind of technology partners to to grow and uh and that's been really fun and so you know the products that we launched a few years ago in video are not ones that i would you know beat my chest and say this is the most beautiful amazing uh product but it's what has allowed us to now grow to this to where we are now where we have uh, a nice you know, a nice set, a nice line of of really good indoor and outdoor video products. These I'm 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 very happy about. And you think also that 
that's sort of the case for wireless too. You said it gives you the heebie-jeebies, but eventually that will get to the point where <laughs> that is something that people, the, the industry is going to bank on. Yes. Uh, and I, I think it's going to come from two directions. Uh, one of them is the just wireless DMX. Um, and that is something that, uh, you know, you've seen great uh, leaps and in, in, in great strides from both City Theatrical with the multiverse stuff and from CRMX, you know, on both sides, they've just been doing really good things about making that much more reliable and much more stable and and really making the best use of the of the wireless spectrum the other side is using wireless internet uh to do wireless artnet wireless streaming acn uh wireless communication that way allowing you know sort of direct communication to the lights that i think is coming for me right now the problem is that timing on that is not really great the tcp ip protocol is such that if you're on a network and you have data collisions, then devices just say, oh, okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, so I'll wait until I get a really clear message, and then I'll do it. And if you're in a situation where you have a a show that's running to music, uh, everything has to be precise. And a delay of half a second because there is too much Wi-Fi uh, interference is not something that you can you can have so i think as as those things get solved as you know the 5g where you're putting a lot more uh bandwidth into or a lot more uh data in into your bandwidth it's that that i think is is where we're going to start to be able to see more opportunities for growth i think one other thing i'd like to say is you know because i I don't again, maybe it's just my perception, but the the architectural lighting has become more and more something that you see, especially I live in Asia, right? So it's 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 everywhere. And and on that side, it's it's a bit of a different realm than sort of the normal theatrical realm. Why does Chauvet play in that arena and 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 what's interesting about that market? Well, I, I think it's like you said, I mean, we you know, obviously I, I I travel to Asia to go and and visit with our uh, factories, although not in the last two years, and travel you know around the world. Uh, and, and the U.S. has not been the fastest to adopt a lot of large format building lighting, but I see it all over the world, and it's really exciting, and it's really eye catching, and it's really interesting, and it's fun. And I, I think that's, that's what any of this, any of us, uh, are, are looking for. Uh, you know, we all got into this industry because we started having fun and we thought, oh, this is really cool. And when you see these large building projects and bridge projects where you have great, big, beautiful structures that people are highlighting and they're bringing out architectural elements that you wouldn't normally see very well or wouldn't stand out as much. Uh, They're making a beautiful building even more beautiful, or they're taking a regular building and they're suddenly turning it into a work of art. That's all really, really exciting. And so we just want to be a part of that. And we we have been for a number of years. We've been doing bridge projects and 
lighting product projects and, and buildings, uh, you know, everywhere from New Zealand and Australia, uh, a few in Asia, uh, several in the U.S., um, art installations in Chicago and and all over. But I think it's just going to become much more widespread. And I just want to help. Have you ever been to Chongqing in China by any chance? I, that, that I is have one of, not. That is the city that takes lighting, architectural lighting, to the next level. I, I have, I have, maybe I'll find a picture and send it to you. I, I've never seen so much LEDs Excellent. on buildings in, in my entire life than I did in Chongqing, China. It's just, it's incredible. Uh, I think to the point of maybe overdoing it, but um, it certainly is very impressive. So I, like you said, I think it's definitely, I think also because in this part of the world, you know, manufacturing the equipment and everything and is very, very cheap and you can get it on these buildings quite easily, right? So um, yeah. I think that's just a fascinating evolution. And um, I'm with you. I want to see more of that because it is some of those beautiful architectural structures. If, if it's lit up at night, it's just a, rather than just, you know, those floodlights that, it you know, it used to be, you can really highlight the architecture of the structure, which is, is, which is beautiful. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be super bright, uh, but when you see a really good lighting designer go and do interesting, subtle stuff and, and just uh, broad washes of color that highlight, it's wonderful. I really enjoy it. It's fun. Well, I guess next is we usually ask what's the, the thing you like the most about your job. I don't know if that's been answered. Actually, there's a lot of things that I like about my job. So, and and there are, there are things that I didn't, necessarily understand would be a lot of my job when I first started doing it. I really, really like helping people and providing solutions. My first thought about being a product manager or the senior product manager, so, so you know, kind of driving the product, uh, the whole product team was that I would be thinking about machines and thinking about engineering and thinking about electronics. Uh, and that's part of it. But really, it's about finding solutions to people's problems. Every fixture that we make, uh, at least on the professional side, really starts with providing a solution and then trying to provide it better than other people provide it. So looking at what else is out there and saying, okay, this thing's really cool, but it doesn't do this, or this is always the hard part about using fixtures like this and trying to solve those issues. So interacting with people and finding out what makes them tick and finding out what they want or what they need is really a part of my job that I, that I really enjoy. And it's something that I, that I didn't know was going to be a lot of it, but it's very much about helping people. And that's just, that's neat. That's great. And if on the flip side, you, there's one thing that you could change about the industry or the job, is there something that comes to mind that you would might like to see uh, a shift? Wow, that's kind of a tough one. Uh, I think you're starting to see the, the big headline in the news right now is, is what happened on Rust, which is a, a Western, and they had a terrible, terrible accident with a gun on set. And I think there has often been a cavalier attitude about safety and kind of people taking pride in pushing themselves to the limit 
And I think that's very, very common in production and touring where people say, oh, yeah, man, I, I, I've worked six 12s in a row and they wear it as a badge of honor. That is something that I think that I would like to see the industry think more about. Think about not just the quality of production, but the the uh, quality of lives of the of the people that are putting on the productions, and and valuing that a little more, and people not pushing themselves to the limit so much so that then they make mistakes, like like this terrible this terrible shooting on on the set. That's a really good answer. It's so true, and. Um... <laughs> Uh, it's it's such a common theme, I think, coming out of uh, the pandemic now that people have had time to sit down and reflect, you know, and even, you know, I know the, the unions are, you know, no more 10 out of 12s uh, right now and, and, and trying to really advocate for that coming back. Um, and it will be interesting to see also how, if, how that works because people are coming back with very tight budgets and, 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 you know, cautiously back into the post-pandemic, into the industry. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years. Yeah, I I think though that a lot of the technology that we're developing makes things easier. You know, individual fixtures can do more things. Uh, you know, you no longer have to hang, triple hang a truss so that you can get three colors to mix. You can hang one set of fixtures and the fixtures themselves do the color mixing. So on the one hand, that's great technology that that people can use to make bigger and more interesting projects. On the other hand, that's technology that allows an individual to do a lot more uh, so that you can put on a beautiful production without having, you know, without pushing everybody to the limit and hanging so much gear and, you know, running so much power. And so you're able to be so much more efficient, efficient with your time, efficient with electricity. Uh, I, I think it all kind of goes hand in hand. Part of it, though, has got to be a little bit of self-restraint because you have the time. It doesn't mean that you should then stuff more into it necessarily. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> so if people have more questions, want to talk about your products more, how would they find you, reach out to you? Uh, uh, after this uh well they can certainly come and find me at ldi uh, i'll be there throughout the show that i think is going to be really fun uh they could also reach out to me through linkedin or they could reach me on email i'm fsellers at chauvetlighting.com please just if you have questions or you have ideas or you, you just always wanted to know how come something works or something doesn't work please reach out. I, I'm really excited about talking to people and helping people. Is there an LDI booth number you we should know, or is it just going to be half of the floor because you have so many fixtures to do? <laughs> well, I, I will say, actually, we have cut down a little bit on, uh, on the size of our booth um, because we've looked at the show itself. I think it's going to be fantastic, but I think the overall footprint of the show is a lot smaller there there are uh some i'll say fewer uh people having big booths at all so our booth has gone from we actually had two booths that were side by side and now we've moved down to one booth yeah so uh our booth is booth 1041 uh we've got a, a nice place uh 
pretty central uh, in the room there. So please come by and say hello. Amazing. Thank you, Ford, so much for uh, sharing your evening with us over there in Florida. And I wish you all the best for uh, the LDI show and all the upcoming products that you're releasing. And, uh, yeah, thank you for spending some time with us. Absolutely. I am glad to do it. Theater at Life is a global media site for entertainment. Memberships start at only $38 US per year. You can have unlimited access to our daily published articles, including entertainment news and the writings of active industry professionals, ensuring that you are always up to date on the global happenings in the world of entertainment. Become a part of the international entertainment community and join us now at www.theaterartlife.com.